Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Can I take my shoes off? So you can, can do what you like, up, mate. You can do what you is... fucking like. I don't want to. Honestly, we, we're not going to judge you for yeah. anything here. I don't want to. Okay. Yeah, but I feel like oh, I'm yeah, you do whatever makes you look. And he's really in, look at that. He's really into I it. I can't even do that. That's very expensive. Do do you, do you do my heart's all in my leg. I hate yoga. And what it stands for? Just yeah. <laughs> I hate yoga and everything it stands for. <laughs> I hate its beliefs. No, I think, I think I yoga's like pretty it. pervy, man. Mm. I think yoga's pervy. Yoga with Adrian on YouTube is the winner. <laughs> basically, <laughs> she, I mean, it's just free yoga every morning. It's good. And yeah. it makes me feel better about it. Is it good? Oh, you do it. Adrian it is, a, is a man. It's a woman. Uh, mm. Attractive woman. Adrian does yoga. My, even my wife fancies her. Yeah. So, I mean, so. Yoga, it's, it's so pervy. Mm. Like, at some point, someone was like, yoga is not good enough bending and stretching, but uh, can we make it hot in here? <laughs> hot yoga. <laughs> it's bending over, but hot. <laughs> it's true that, mm. you know, the guy got done for that. Yeah. Yeah. See? Mm. He was like, it's good, but uh, can we make it hot? That's right, baby. You can. <laughs> You can break wind. That's Imagine okay. if this whole yoga. podcast was that voice, Dane. You doing the whole pod in that. I think yeah. it would oh, double your yoga fingers. When <laughs> Sean wrote that Madden lay down right next to me here. Oh, nice. This is a rabbit grabs a lotus leaf. I'm getting a bone out. Yeah, yeah exactly. Say, can I get a copy of this take home tonight? No, no, baby. It's not Dougie style. This is a <laughs> reaching I want for the you to, water. to commentate on uh, yoga with Adrian. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do that podcast next. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, a podcast where myself, comedian writer Dane Baptiste, my producer friend Howard Cohen, aka the Hizzer. Hello! And Ofe on the decks, aka Old Dog, and a mix of very special guests pose the questions that need to be asked. And we're talking everything from the minutiae of life, uh, also a pronunciation of words like minutiae, because I struggle with those. Spelling um, mistakes. Spelling mistakes, grammatical errors, Still can't syntax. Spell embarrassing. Oh, it feels like a, a setup to a joke. There's probably a punchline for that joke somewhere, but I haven't got it. But I, I mean, yeah, I before E except after C. Yeah, it, which I don't think I think exceptions to that rule as well. Mm. Do you know there's 16 different ways of saying the in German? Uh, they, no wonder they win things, right? What, uh, what have they won recently? <laughs> well, obviously, I'm not bringing. I mean, uh, Formula One at some point. Anyway, yeah, at some point, let's yeah. carry on with the show. Yeah. <clears throat> Thank you and uh, guten Abend, uh, alles Leute. Anyway, on today's show. Uh, it brings me uh, immense pleasure to introduce this guest, who is an actor, writer, comedian, uh, called Triple Threat. I think I, I feel like he can dance well too, so we can call him a quadruple threat. Um, mm. But he has also acted in comedies such as Derek, The Pact, Hoff the Record, Drifters, uh, The Catherine Tate Show, and in a movie called Adult Life Skills. And he also wrote and starred in an amazing comedy feature film, Superbob, which I've seen and I liked. It's a seriously good film. It's a, it's a very good film. It's available very good on film. Amazon to watch now if you if you've got Amazon Prime. Check it out, please, guys. Uh, but uh, before you run and do that, finish the podcast off. And uh, <laughs> speaking of podcasts, not enough to have his own feature length film, which is very amazing and critically acclaimed. But also has his own podcast, films to be buried with. And I've been done that podcast. It's one of the favorite things I've done this mm. year. It was, and it was, it was you so were excellent. Fun. Hello, you were excellent. Hello. 
makes me very happy to uh, welcome to the Question Everything podcast. It is Mr. Brett Goldstein. Hello, thank you so much for having me. What an incredible introduction. Oh, we like you're incredible. Else. You're incredible. We like you're incredible, bro. Very, very incredible. nice guy. Very, very nice guy. He's and, a nice uh, man, great isn't guy. He? And uh, mm. has been very, you're not very really supportive. a nice man. Underneath it's underneath it's horrible. <laughs> of course not. I'm gonna no. I'm gonna say something. It's, yeah. gonna be, it's gonna be edgy. I mean everyone says you're a nice guy. Ladies love bread, he's a nice guy. <laughs> That's the song. Yeah. That makes me not trust me. No, yeah. no, that's the thing because they're like, oh no, because it's not like, oh, he's a nice guy and six pack and blue, blue and mm. body and sober, but just he's a nice guy. You can trust him, something like that. Right. He, mm. he, he, he'll hold you. Is that what yeah. You're yeah. Oh, he'll hold you. <laughs> he'll he hold does. You. He gave me a great, yeah. a great, great man hug. Great man hug. Oh, well, hold and you, yeah, you, you held me very well, long he, enough. To, yeah. to, that support. It was a supportive, genuine He's man. He's one hug. of those people that, even though I don't see that often, mm. I would hug him. But I, I didn't yeah. want to initiate a hug because it had been too long since I'd seen. Yeah, him. that's true. We did have when we said hello tonight. I, I was I like, thought, I was should excited. we hug? Yeah, but I was you, excited to see you, you. You went for a shake, and I thought, all right, it's because you know, and also you set the yeah, tone. It's just you know, it's the evening thing, and it? it's you know, kind of. So you think after six, you shouldn't hug. <laughs> it's just me and you in a room so it's harder <laughs> but if it was 4 to p.m hug you, it's harder to hug you uh obviously 4 p.m you'd have been straight in you'd yeah. been right in there but as the sun goes down no <laughs> hugging on howard you know what that means hugging up it's hugging just... after dusk do you hug your wife do i hug my wife yeah yeah she she lets me yeah yeah, yeah okay. she lets so she likes it she likes it she tells oh, me she nice. likes it okay you, when you hug your wife healthy. howard do you like do you like like when i hug my partner i squeeze her butt Mm. Do you like squeeze your wife's butt all the time? Because I always a hug for me is like, oh, it's nice. It's an exchange of affection, <coughs> but it's like a cheap little, little butt squeeze. A little butt squeeze. Is that yeah. to initiate anything? Or oh no, just to say, oh, it's a nice butt. So you greet her by. <laughs> I think, I think Hang on, butt her. Really I've missed a bit. Are you talking about no, no, Howard's no, wife? no, no, not Howard's wife. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, no. I mean, to be fair, she's she's tiny, my wife. So I I, I don't know. I, I just I just hug her with her with her back. I hug her back. I don't hug her you back. Small, obviously, you small have to like lean over her. I, I put my arms fully around my wife and squeeze her tight. Okay. Do you? Do you like through the through the chest? Do you put your arms like like the chest she's wearing a jacket? Will yeah. you put your arms like inside the jacket and give her an embrace like that, or do you go external over the clothes? External, really? Yeah. Does she uh, <laughs> her face when you're hugging her? She's so much smaller. Is it like pressed into your chest as she turns sideways? She would often kind of bur- burrow it into my chest like a. Like a mouse in winter. That's good. Mm, that's, that's see, that's sweet. that's pretty. That's intimate. Not that I've seen cool. many mice at winter, but no. you know, she, she's small and also uh, unbelievable. You know, incredibly low standards. So she's delighted <laughs> with you know everything in her. You know, it, she, it's all just really worked out. Right. Okay. <laughs> she's, just, she's just taking home a lovely, lovely bear <laughs> yeah. and like, teaching him to <laughs> lovely and, moany bear. Yeah, yeah. Okay. teaching him to eat and live like regular people. Yeah. Mm. Well, should we should we do a question? We can do a question. So the basis uh, of the show, isn't it? Yes, it is. And the basis of the show is, uh, as our esteemed guest, Brett, you get to ask the first question. Um, what's it like being married to your wife? That is... <laughs> <laughs> and can we reenact it? Uh, no. No. I, I, to be honest, right, I, because I was like, oh, and I came up with loads of like funny questions and silly questions, but I thought uh, Dame Baptiste is possibly one of the most intelligent uh, sort of ferocious thinkers I know. And I always sort of thought, I don't want to waste, I don't want to waste my chance to ask oh, a question no, no on something man. silly. Not when actually, no, but I respect that. He wants to bring a serious I actually want to know what you think of stuff because every time I talk to you, my brain melts a bit. And <laughs> no, I thought sorry. I want to like actually not waste it on 
frivolity but i'm uh, sure we can still have a laugh along we'll the way have, we'll have a great laugh and, uh, and i, I well, love the fine. use we'll of go frivolity we'll go down. yeah good. yeah we, we, yeah that's what makes this show special exactly. yeah all, all. and i listen to some of these and you're not always sometimes i have serious stuff yeah sometimes I have serious stuff sometimes i like to goof around we just like to provide yeah. balance and just mm. keep it all yeah in the vein of everything listen whenever it gets too heavy we'll go back to howard and his how he interacts uh, yeah. with yeah. my wife <laughs> I'll, I'll, don't I'll, even get him started I'll, on I'll, how I'll sleep you know anyway yeah we know you're getting there my question is this and it's something i think about a lot Mm -hmm. do bad guys Mm -hmm. know they're bad and i mean i suppose subcategory if they do which i sometimes i used to anyway go up you well that's the the no no we can elaborate on it but it's it's a very good point and i um where were you uh, going with that brett well i guess i used to think a lot that uh I always try to have empathy with everyone. So mm-hmm. anytime you hear, you know, everything is very polarized at the moment, mm-hmm. but I also try and like, if you look at the great works of literature, mm-hmm. like the hunchback of Notre Dame, the bad guy in it is the, the thinks he's doing good. Yeah. He genuinely believes in what he're doing yeah, yeah. in the same way in Les Miserables, both the same writer, but mm-hmm. the guy chasing him is, is trying to follow the law, believes in this system of law, yeah. thinks he's doing good. So, this idea of most people that we think of as bad or doing terrible things, if we have empathy and try to understand from their point of view, I think most people believe in what they're doing. And I can't, I find it difficult to get my head around the idea that, that when people do terrible things that they think, Oh, I'm doing something really evil. It's really Mm. nasty what I'm doing. (laughs) I think they think I'm doing the right thing. I'm doing a good thing. Mm. However, I recently, and so when Trump was first president, I sort of look at him going, I'm sure he thinks he's doing good or something. And then I saw a clip of him where I real I saw a clip of him um, like in a meeting with lots of people and he made a joke and there was something by the way, a joke. I was like, oh no, you're like a mafia boss. Mm. Like, I don't think you do think you're doing good, but, but similarly, I think it's just about amassing power or something. But yeah. I wonder in his head if he, like particularly, here's the thing, there was that picture of like 12 white men mm-hmm. signing a thing about trying to stop abortion in America. Yeah. And I looked at this picture and I thought, what the fuck do you care? Like, yeah. why is this important to you? You 12 white old men. It's got yeah. like, where is abortion an issue in your life? Like, why is it so important to you to do this thing that will cause a lot of damage and a lot of hurt and all yeah. this stuff? And I thought, are you evil? Are you these 12 yeah. men in this room going, ha ha ha, let's do this evil thing. But probably something in their head is going, I, well, that's my question. Are yeah. they actually thinking, no, we're doing something mm. good for the people because we care? Or I think what? with politics, you, you definitely uh, are in two, you know, like it, 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 the line, it can be quite blurred, I think, because because take something like, I'm going to bring the jobs back, right? Yes. Like, so on one side of that, the evil stupidity of bringing back coal jobs in a world where we've established mm-hmm. pretty clearly we don't need more coal. What we need is more solar panels, more, you know, mm. wind term. We need to make as much sustainable energy as we can to stop the end of our civilization, Pretty right? Much, yeah. Because science, this thing that we have decided through fact to live by, mm. tells us that's the way to go. So in that sense, I think I don't think he knows he's being evil in that situation. Right. Politically. Oh, a particular person. In terms of, I'm just saying in terms of Trump, I don't think he I don't think I don't think they're they're quite as as oh, no, evil, it is cook- evil. 
No, I'm not saying he's not evil. I'm saying, I'm but does that, he think he's evil? That is my question. I don't think he's thinking yeah. he's evil. We we'll come to no, he, okay. he does. In that, in that, in that I mean, in example. A, yeah, I mean, but but then it's like, again because I mean because we, we had a very similar to discussion because like just the uh, I guess the concepts of good and evil mm. can be very ambivalent, and I guess they are more closely related to I guess concepts of order and chaos. Mm. And uh, I agree in terms of the fact that I don't think anyone when they are uh, chronicling their own life would write it or they would diarize their actions as malevolent because no one's the piece of shit or the antagonist in their own life story. Mm. But I mean, politics is a good example to use because I find politics in terms of uh, <clears throat> where it sits uh, in, uh, I guess, human conduct. It's kind of, it's, it's probably, well, you'd get one of the biggest institutions where evil is concerned or you have a group of people that may know better but will mm. act in uh, con- con- in the contrary to that because it serves a particular self-interest and I think in the very unique case of like 12 men signing uh, anti-abortion legislation um, for me that could be a number of reasons it could be because maybe somewhere esoterically these people are aware that if women have a choice over where they have to give birth to somebody like them they might choose not to you know if you're a piece of shit and women can get rid of pieces of shit you may not have made it this far yeah. Uh, but that's how I feel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but on the other hand, it could. But then, because then the idea is that you know they refer to themselves as being pro-life, but the same people that are signing legislation mm. for anti-abortion are the same people that are ramping up spending costs on a uh, torture implementation and what they refer to as defense, but it's really weapons, mm. and it's the opposite of a defense. It's actually offense. And for me, it's like the fact that they continue to reinforce all of these paradoxical ideas that like all lives matter, but you're going to charge people for epipens or you know, we 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 are pro life, but then you want to have people pay for healthcare, and but all of these things acting these act against. <laughs> but, then, but so I guess for me, in terms of the definition of acting in self interest at the expense of like ubiquitous or, or chaos, mm. to me, it's probably as close to evil as you're going to get in terms of evil being like, like I said, a facet of you know actions and ideologies which are destructive. But it's true. True evil, I think, is is the is the interesting element here because I think you could define what you're saying there as, as some version of evil, definitely. But I think you could always counter argument it. There's a way that's politics, right? There's always a counter argument to whatever the discussion is. Whereas if you literally kind of take, um, so like I suppose like Fred and Rosemary West, yes, right, as a, as a, as an evil example example of mm-hmm. evil, right. So your question would apply to them, right? Uh, How- well, I sort of think they're off the hook because because they're I I would imagine I, I mean I could be wrong, but I think they're psychopaths, as in I think there's something very wrong with their brain. Right. So it doesn't yeah. it doesn't I, I don't think they do fit the bill because they don't count because their brains don't work as the majority's brain. Mm. So what I'm saying is, if you're not a psychopath, and maybe all these people we're discussing are. Mm. But if or, you're, at least, or at least sociopaths, yeah. Yeah, but if you're not and your your brain functions on an average as a person mm. and you're making these decisions and doing these things, I guess, you know, so Trump is a perfect example. Does he, do you think he goes to bed at night and go, that was a good day, we did good? Or does he go to bed going like, ha, 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 I did a fucking thing? <laughs> like, I, think, I don't. I, I, think, I think he does. I think he, I think he lays in bed eating cheeseburgers thinking, yeah, I did a thing. But right. again, you know, just singing "fuck you, then, Mexico." Well, exactly. But then, if you look at the, uh, I guess, if you look at the complex of the human mind, then you obviously have your conscious brain and your, and your subconscious brain. Mm-hmm. So, on a very conscious level, he might think I did a very good thing, 
And, you know, he may, his motivations seem to be very much uh, validation and ego based. Mm -hmm. But then subconsciously, there is obviously something inside yourself where all of your discussions about your genius and your your secureness mm -hmm. and who you are, are all kind of undercut by the fact that you have a, you have a toupee on. So you can't, so for me, it's like subconsciously, there is a part of you which knows mm. that you're not happy within yourself. Mm. And you've obviously observed the uh, phenomenon of, you know, wanting and the phenomenon of uh, inadequacy. And that's why, you know, that's projected by the fact that, you know, you've had a string of failed marriages and yeah. you have estranged wives and, you know, kind of had poor relationships with like siblings and, 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 and also you failed in business. So I think there's yeah. a good chance that a lot of people have it in them to have that ha, 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 mm. <laughs> moment, right? I mean, you, have you had that moment in your life? Where well, I was been thinking like, about like, yeah, would, have I done like... Have you been I've, truly evil, Brett? I've definitely been like where I've wanted, where someone's wronged me and I've sort of wanted revenge or something. Yeah. But but I, I, and this isn't saying I'm a great guy, but I have too much, too much sort of empathy. So even a, a, a thought of revenge or whatever, basically I struggle to be too confrontational with people because... I'm always looking at their side of it and I always end up feeling sorry for everyone. I feel sorry for myself. I feel sorry for them because I always think people are just essentially tragic mm. and they're all just trying to get by. Yeah. And so, it, yeah. you know, so even, I don't know, the stuff that I'm always uncomfortable, you, it's difficult for, to talk with nuance, but it, even the stuff with like, say, oh God, I don't want to get in trouble, but... Go on, these, don't name names. <laughs> well, like, you know, the the... <sighs> Okay, so Louis C.K. Yeah. So I don't know him. I don't. All I know is I've read the stuff, and and, and it's bad. And I feel and I feel great sadness for the women that were affected by it and the things thing. But I not equally, but I also feel sadness for him because I think I don't know what's going on with him. But to do those things that he did, I imagine there's something very sad in him. Something that's sort of shameful. Something that that needs to do that, that does that. I can't believe, again, it's like evil. I can't believe he, he did those things and then went, ha, 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 that was brilliant. I'd imagine he did those things and then went, oh, God, I'm a fucking, oh, God, that's awful I did that. I could be wrong. I'm really, you mm. know, projecting. No, but it's an interesting way of looking but it's, at it. Yeah, but, and it's like you said, it, it can stem from something else other than just the act itself. And uh, it's like, you know, people do stuff when they're under influ uh, abusing substances mm. that comes across as very unconscionable. Yeah. But if you are in the grips of substance abuse, then... It's mania, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's mania. How can it necessarily be called evil? In the same way that, you know, people perform atrocities, uh, like in times of war and stuff like that. But, yeah. you know, to ask them, they're carrying out orders. That's still obviously the common justification. And I think that's what we, when we look at, I guess, if you look on the journey for someone's descent into evil and inverted commas, it's kind of like there is a period of, I suppose, uh, ego and that's motivated by fear and maybe dissenting from orders and then kind of going further down in rationalization and justification. And then I guess sometimes people, by the time they get there, they may not realize how far they've gone in order to justify their agenda or move their agenda or justify their actions. So, yeah, I think people can be inherently evil, but I guess it's how we define evil. But well, have you ever done anything? Yeah, have you ever done anything evil? <coughs> purely evil? Where you've got <laughs> I was saying this is purely evil, but at the same time, like Brett said, like if I thought I've been slighted, then my ego, because your ego, for example, like, if someone says something offensive to you, I've, I guess I rationalize now where it's not so much I'm offended by what they've said. It's more the question of how this, um, is this something that's a, a genuinely held belief about me? Hmm. And then your ego will start, is motivated by fear. So then from that, that becomes the fear of, you know, people sharing the sentiment about me negatively. Then I become defensive because your ego is designed to help you like fight or flight. So then I become defensive and that, 
fear or that depression or that insecurity begins to manifest as anger. So then it's like, now I need to attack this source that has led to, you know, this feeling of fear. So yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say I've not done, I haven't pissed people off, I haven't fucked somebody sure. over and I'm sure I've hurt people's <laughs> feelings on a number of occasions, but... True acts of evil. Yeah, but just as really? so far as like, this is just for me, just to have, just to, for a, an intrinsic reward of being able to do somebody wrong. It's never really... Yeah, I think anytime I've mm. done someone wrong, I've not taken any pleasure in it afterwards. I've not gone like, yeah. That's the worst part of yeah, afterwards. It, and that's the thing, afterwards you're like, at a time, because like I said, you are acting defensively and trying to defend yourself. Yeah. And afterwards you're just like... I think I feel awful afterwards. Yeah. In my life, I can only think of one occasion where I've done the ha ha ha. And actually gone, yeah, no, good. I'm glad. Fuck you. And that was with Big Mike in secondary school, A level. Oh, that prick. He, honestly, and I still know him. And he, I can fucking listen to this and he'll remember the moment where he came into that. I tried to... I tried just, you know, hilariously just slightly trip him up. Bit of a joke. Didn't He didn't fall for it. And then he tipped my entire table on of all my books and everything. Mm. I was doing my work onto the floor. And everyone in the sixth form common room laughed. So I thought, you know what? Fuck you, Big Mike. And when he wasn't looking, I got his bag mm. with all his books in it. And we had this like little kitchen area over by the back. And I just walked over to the kitchen area. And he, he hadn't noticed. I grabbed his bag and I got all my stuff ready to go. And I got his bag and I opened it up and all these books were inside and I just turned the tap on and just went over to the door and said, Mike, and just pointed at his bag in the sink. That is bad. <laughs> and it was fucking horrible. Right? Bad, I have to say I'm laughing because I still know the guy. And, and you know, good. He fucking fucked me off. And I was pure evil. And I'm still laughing. So I guess I'm a bit evil. I think I'm very scared of you. I'm a horrible person. You went, you went from zero to 100 real quick on that. You yeah. could have just picked your stuff up. Did he break you, something? You could have, you you know could have knocked his stuff over. You didn't yeah. have to ruin that's, his That's entire... in a land of school, no. That's in a land of school where you just don't give a fuck, right? You just I don't know. Them... Max got go home with a wet bag now. And, you know, his mum's you know making sure to make ends pay. He'd have to pay to replace some of those textbooks. Replace his bag, replace his textbooks. Who pays for textbooks in secondary school? His mum's trying to make ends meet. She's got a mortgage to pay. You're like Denzel Washington in the equalizer in that what you did is not equal right and not also, equal to what equal. he did and also you know big mike's already struggling with issues of adolescence yeah. and puberty uh-huh. that's why everyone calls him big mike so then he may not even be able to control his strength he may have overreacted <laughs> he knocked your books over he didn't ruin your books also he's it's big not mike, equal. so he probably did he probably just you know just in the, like the pressure that he used to please want to shove your books a bit but because big mike's going through puberty they went a bit further. Poor than they Big have done. Mike. He probably has a shit job and a terrible life because he never got to finish school properly. And he doesn't he feel like it. Big Mike anymore either. He just feels like regular mediocre Mike. And that's Big Mike, if you're listening, Mike, I'm sorry, Mike. If you're listening right. and you're looking for work, that's, Dane and I are going to hire yeah, you. Yeah, we're going to hire you, Big Mike, <laughs> for security. <laughs> Is he still big, Big Mike? He's a big bloke. But you, you know what, Mike? You know he knows I love him, and I'm still friends with the guy. That's like that's like mm-hmm. twenty. Five years of friendship, right? So I'm that's sure like an abusive me. relationship. Years of friendship. Yeah, obviously, where you stick around. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or, it's not an abusive relationship. Yeah. I barely see the guy. Or tw- or then, yeah, so when you pick him up when you need him. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Mike, I need, someone to, I need someone to fall <laughs> over. He's very supportive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, of course, he's got nothing left once you destroy him in front of the common room. <laughs> he's dependent, it completely dependent on you. To be fair, it was a really good, it's a pretty good, that is a pretty good prank. 
Okay, I mean, no know. one's that impressed by it. I, guess. I mean, by pranks, but if, <laughs> if the objective is for pranks is to ruin people's lives in school, then yeah, it's a great prank. I the think the bit that made it so good was when I just, I just pointed, I just said Mike and point. It was, mm. the walk, it was that stylish bit of walking. I just walked off like a hero, like my it was blowing up behind you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was. But it was in fact <laughs> yeah. Big Mike's <laughs> life away, blowing up, flooding, oh, flooding the school. So I, I guess we proved that I have evil. I think everyone, yeah. I think so everybody has the, the capacity for evil, but yeah. it's a function of perspective. At least I, at least I admit it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a big part. Can of I just say because I'm so worried about this? For the record, I did not in any way condone what Louis C.K. did. Oh, of at course, all. You did anyway. No, you, you I'm just really... talking about empathy and trying to go. I don't know that people that do these things are thinking, but maybe they are. I don't oh, know. That, that, that is an interesting yeah, point. But a lot, yeah, yeah, exactly. A lot of people aren't thinking, and yeah, like, that's the point. There's always is a irrationalization and the like, but. Mm. Uh, well, there we go. That was a good old question there, yeah, Brett. It was, it was quite okay. serious as well, which I think we, we like here. Listen, that's why I liked it. Uh, it was not, I'm not wasting Dane. Not at all. I'm not wasting no. Brett either. The severity of the question came when we found out who Howard really is and, <laughs> yeah. why, and where that esoteric uh, constant need to apologize comes from. Yeah. Have you not seen the pathway, Howard? This is why. <laughs> Something inside, you're guilty about something on the inside. Yeah. We just want to free you. Big Mike is just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> Where are the bodies buried, Howard? Crimes of Howard is a new podcast that I'll be putting out uh, from next week. Uh, no. I'm not, I'm not ashamed of it. I did silly things at school. We all did. We, like, to be fair, actually, I didn't make fun of a lot of people in school. So there you go. And yeah. I didn't really think about how it may have affected some people. Mm. I'd very flippantly make a joke about someone, not realizing mm. I probably gave a few people a few yeah. complexes. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. anyway time for time for another question yes i've got a question that is is film centric hey. because because we have our lovely guest brett who, who does this lovely podcast and and so so my my you know because you obviously i mean the premise of your podcast for people who don't know is 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 simply films to be buried with it's the the it's your you die and it, you tell us about your life through the films that meant the most to you first yeah. film you saw film that scared you the most film made you cry the most etc it's so, very fun mm, check it out everybody. it's a very good podcast and so so my question is 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 different but mm. in the same vein which is yeah. if you could have played one role in yeah. the history of film which role would it have been Great and obviously question. you guys both can act so question. and 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 you know no, I, like brett can act Ah, you can. You act. can act. You can Not act. like that. Yeah, but you know, come on. It's you, you both have acted, so like mm. you know, and it's been mm. on television and more. So um, yeah, if you could pick one, and and do you, you mean you're gonna, you guys, I assume you're gonna think about this. No, I've got the answer. Oh, you've already got the oh, fucking cool. answer. Yeah. That's cool. Fucking Brett's already on it. Uh, uh, Judas in Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. Reasoning. I want your reasoning. Reasoning, because it's it's a fucking amazing performance he gives. And it's, it's singing, and I'm not 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 really a singer, so it's sort of like right. a thing that I couldn't. I don't think I could do that. When you say I, not really a singer, you not. A singer. I'm not a singer. Right. <laughs> have we have we never heard you sing, Brett? No, has anyone ever heard Brett? You heard Brett? Sing no, I did do. No. I did a musical. You know that gig? Oh yeah, I did them up at Christmas Carol at it. Oh, have and what, what did you sing? I sang all the songs. Right, from how'd that go? I mean, it was it was the greatest night of my life, but. <laughs> That's all that matters. I think it was, you know, like a Make yeah. a Wish Foundation rather than, you know. If you were going to sing a song now, what would it be? Uh, <laughs> oh, and actually, I, I sang because I, I won it. I then had to do an encore and I sang Judas from Jesus Christ. Oh, right, fucking like, there, you go. Right, there you go. But really badly, and I had to take my shirt off to cover for the fact that I couldn't uh, sing. Anyway, the point is this <laughs> <laughs> uh, that. 
Right, that's yeah. my choice. Because this is such choice. a good performance yeah. and it's such an unusual, I don't know, it's an unusual film. I, it's I a love very it. unusual film. What, that, do you reckon that film gets the recognition it deserves? No, no not at all. I don't mean that musical. It's, an, it's such a brilliant, well, it's all the things we're talking about. Yeah. It's the telling of the story of Jesus Christ, but through basically Judas is the hero, is the tragic yeah. hero, just doing, just following orders, doing what needed to be done to te- to finish the story. And he's has to suffer forever for what he did, but he's only doing what Jesus asked of him and what everyone. It's fascinating, mm. brilliant. It's good, man. That is a good one. Yeah, I mean, I need to rewatch that. I, I, do you know what? I genuinely don't think I've watched it since I was a kid. Like that. Yeah, oh, me it's good. Yeah, it's it is well good. good. It's a. Uh, do you think it's the Jesus bit that puts people off? Like, obviously not if you're Christian, but yeah. Well, yeah. I I always wonder because it's sort of it's one of those good. The other film, Silence. Which is mm. massively underrated. Martin Scorsese film. Martin Scorsese film with Liam Neeson and yeah. Andrew Garfield and yeah, yeah, where both of them are films about religion. That I think if you're religious, you could watch them and go, "Oh yes, thank you." And if you're not religious, you could watch them and go, "Oh yes, thank you." You really right. pointed out all the things that are mad about religion. Does, does it sort of, of works Christ, both ways. Passion of the Christ it does not, not fit in that. that category. No. Oh, good God, no. That yeah. is a no. film that will not stand up well. I think once we gradually descend into non-religious I think that's a, a horrifying it's, it's just a, a horrifying film it's just two hours of man being tortured basically a snuff film it's torture porn yeah in Aramaic yeah yeah I mean but also did it kill did it, it, it did it kill that guy's career completely or is that I, oh, no, he, I just he, missed he him the guy who played Jim Caviezel. Jim Caviezel he did okay didn't he do Superman after yeah, that yeah you're right he, it, no he didn't do Superman he did uh He's, he's still knocking around. I think things. he's on a TV show now, but he's definitely, yeah, less. He did okay. He didn't do as bad as Elizabeth Berkeley after Showgirls. <laughs> yeah, which we're both sad about. We're, we're, we're both Why sad were about. you both sad about that? Because we was... wanted her to have more work. Yeah, more oh, work. Right, okay. Jesse Spanner fans. from Saved by the Bell, man. She's like one of the first feminists I ever saw on television. Mm-hmm. And then she went and did Showgirls. And uh, uh, I've, yeah. I've got a great thing to tell you about Jim Caviezel. Go on. Which is that he is in the 2013 hit Escape Plan. With Arnold oh, Schwarzenegger, he's the bad guy. And he's the bad guy running the prison. You know that when they were making Passion of the Christ, he was on the cross and he got struck by lightning three times. <laughs> Does that not tell you we should stop making this film, <laughs> right? Or it's like you know that is a great fact. Nigel, yeah. Nigel Farage had what two helicopter crashes? Yeah. God doesn't like you. Stop mm. getting in the air. God doesn't yeah. no, God doesn't like you. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> he just doesn't like you. And also, I went to see First Man recently, and it's interesting when you tell these stories that everyone knows, because it's like, well, you know, I know where he's going. Love, I lightened him three times. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, that is that is madness, though. That he, that yeah. He, yeah, that tells you. That's, it, uh, we're not, not die? We're not carrying this out in the right way. Yeah. Well, I think if you're nailed to a wooden cross, it's a very good way of uh, insulating mm. yourself. Nice. If you are going to go. Maybe you did die and came back three times and actually that feels more accurate than we. Ah, <laughs> the best is the best test. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's how a really good be, Yeah, how method can you be? Have you got any ideas of this, Dane? Or do you want to hear some of my suggestions of what I could do? Oh, no, I know your suggestions. I, I, I reckon I could be Chewbacca, uh, which would have been good. Yeah. Uh, I would have been quite... I've got like a list here that I was doing on the train. Uh, I could be Han Solo. Cool. Uh, Howard Solo, which is good, I think it was... <laughs> Wouldn't have been as good a film. I could have been the monkey in any which way but loose. Uh, the bloke who's strapped to the bed in seven. The fat dead wow. guy in seven. Just anyone, anyone in seven. Hang on. This is your question was which film would which character <laughs> would you love to be? A, uh, the train stopped for a bit. I could have been the best chicken in chicken run. 
You'd love to be the bloke strapped to the bed in seven. Well, that's a really memorable. I mean, anything in yeah, seven, memorable. everything yeah. in seven is. I genuinely just jokes aside. Je- that is. Yeah, we're not forgetting the guy in the bed in seven. That no. film. That film is the. I'd say you know. Unfortunately, it has a, a, a famous sex offender in it now. Kevin Spacey. Yeah, but playing a serial killer. Yeah, so playing a serial right. killer. Yeah, so so even. Yeah, He's not playing a loving father yeah. no, too. No, that's true. That does help. Um, yeah, my my last one on this list, and this is probably my actual genuine answer because mm. I was just thinking of things I'd like to be, the, the slaying cool runnings. Uh, no, but the, the, I, I quite like. To, That's a weirdly homoerotic. Yeah, well, I just got into objects instead of instead of the whole Jamaican team jumping inside <laughs> you. <Yeah>. Okay, <laughs> well, like I say, it was a long. The train was taking ages. Um, which is, I would love to be. You know what happens when you wait for train? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your mind wonders. <laughs> I want to be. I genuinely. This is my yeah. genuine answer now. I genuinely would have, would love to have been Samuel Jackson in Pulp Fiction. That right. role is. I mean, I, I don't know how you guys feel in these years past since... He jump-started him back at his, his uh, career, really, to mainstream. Mm-hmm. So I think most of his filmography before that would have been, like, a few Spike Lee films here and there. It was, yep. it was uh, Coming to America. Yep. Um, he was often playing junkies before. Yeah, he was yep. playing junkies, yeah. He was in Goodfellas, very briefly. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Yeah, you know, you know, in the long shot when he gets shot, do you know yeah. the um character? Is it it's Tommy, right? That Tommy. kills yeah. him. The character, the person he's based on, that was obviously considered very much to be a sociopath. And mm-hmm. his, his biggest regret was killing Stacks. Wow, really? Yeah, nice. yeah. so wow. you know how methodical and like cold he was in the whole in the film. Yeah. He said in like when he was convicted that like, before he was killed, he was like, That was my biggest regret because he was like my long term friend, mm. and I was mm. a lot, and I, and I hated doing that. But I mean, I I just, I I tell you why Samuel Jackson came up in my head because I was, um, I was probably like you guys saw this thing where people took the Brett Kavanaugh uh, trial and mixed it with the scene where uh, he's arguing with Brett about the burger. Yeah. Which, which I had, I kind of, I don't know how you feel about Pulp Fiction for two big film fans here. Like, love, a lot of love for that film. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I kind of feel like it was one of those films in in an era where everyone bought DVDs of certain things. It got over loved in a way, like, kind of became too iconic. And then now you look at it now and it's actually just amazing, right? Mm. But that, that, those sequences, like that sequence where he comes in and and he's what we eat in Brett and he's, and he, you know, and he, and he's doing the whole thing with the uh, drinking his drink, and, yeah. and you, it's so thre- it's so unbelievably threatening, right? Yeah, yeah. Without mm. ever, he's playing his friend, right? Yeah, but he's you know it, you know it's all gonna come down. 
he's so powerful in that film. So oh, yeah. he was the definition of cool, right? Is it? Yeah. It's interesting that the character you want to play is basically you at school. <laughs> <laughs> All grown up. <laughs> what you eating, Mike? <laughs> hey, Big Mikey. Big, Big Mike. <laughs> Hungry? <laughs> yes, you did, Mike. Yes, you did. <laughs> I didn't even do anything. Yes, you did, Mike. Yes, you did. It's the it's the way he takes the bite out of the burger, right? Mm. Do you remember, you remember exact moment oh, I'm talking about? Well, it's that he, when he does the drink, he, he takes an extra, like the noisy bit at the yeah. end. Mm. It's great. It's great. It, it, it's a great it's such scene. a powerful role. And I think, I think there's some roles like, you, you know, some people might say like Tony Montana mm-hmm. or Michael Corleone or like some big alpha male kind of, kind of characters, but they, they, they don't exude the call. And oh, I think no, no. I think that's what I'd want because I'm not the coolest guy in the world. I'm I've got glasses. No, Agree to disagree. But you know I'm not I'm not the I'm not a, I'm not Samuel Jackson in Pulp Fiction. Like he looks the business mm. in every. Bit he, of that. I mean the fact that he, he stands out more than Marcellus Wallace speaks about how effective you know he was mm. in that role. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's, that's an iconic scene, man. What's yeah. your answer, Dane? I mean it's it's a tough one. Um, I'm gonna. I, I played with a few ideas while we were talking. I was thinking maybe Michael Jackson in Moonwalker. Oh, like from like, nice. but, I has, but it has to include like the whole speed demon transforming into like the cartoon bunny, okay, okay. stop motion mm. bunny, and riding the bike. And then I don't know, just a film where you get to dance and yep. sing mm. and turn into a robot mm. and a concept car and confuse every single person watching and confuse every single how, person watching. How big that was that film in your childhood? Moonwalker, I think, was one of the first films I ever saw. Like an event, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was an event. I think it was also the first time I was disappointed by a film. I think I was so excited about Moonwalker, and then I watched it, and I was like, what the fuck was that? (laughs) (laughs) I think I was about six. (laughs) This is a very long video. Mom, what the fuck was that? (laughs) Danny DeVito wasn't in this enough, Mom. I'm sick of this. This is... Danny, what I mean? well, it wasn't Danny DeVito, it was Joe Pesci. Pesci. It was yeah. Pesci, yeah. sorry. Way before Home With, his, with yeah. his globe of tarantulas. Do you remember that? Yeah. His globe of tarantulas. What? This came up on my podcast, but the fact was that Joe Pesci doesn't remember making Moonwalker. <laughs> 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 oh, those are the days. Uh, yeah. That is so funny. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's an interesting character, right? Because he just packed it. He just packed it in. He just didn't want to do it anymore. He's like, couldn't be bothered, Joe Pesci. Who, right? Joe Pesci? He doesn't, when, where do you see him in, in stuff now? Like, it's so... I can't think. Is that not true? Do you know? Because you you're, you seem like a fountain of film knowledge. Yeah. Threat. But like, I think you know he's that. packed it up for good. I think he'll he'll do Lethal Weapon five. No, no, he won't. Yeah, they will. If they, I mean, he'll do it. But will Mel will Mel be able to do it? He yeah, won't do he Lethal Weapon. I'll bet you. I'll bet you a hug right now. Okay. That he, if, he won't. Joe Pesci won't be in Lethal Weapon I, five. Well, I think if uh, Trump is reelected, there'll definitely be a Lethal Weapon five. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And Joe Pesci will do it, and you'll need that hug from Brett because <laughs> yeah. we will be on our no, way. I'll be hugging him. It's a different thing. Hang oh, on, yeah, what do? We... Okay, so, so maybe my prize, prize. <laughs> <laughs> prize in inverted uh, commas. And then my, my, my other, I guess my other one would be uh, so far as iconic film roles would be, and I, I'm very sure I couldn't uh, pull this off, but maybe Marlon Brando in, a, in Apocalypse Now. Oh, great. You could definitely pull that You could off. definitely do that. that. Is, that, oh, that, that melancholy and the horror beauts. and stuff. That's, you'd have to uh, put on some weight, but you that, could yeah, definitely do it. But I mean, seeing that that for me, that's like... Oh, that's that's how, so smart. Now you can eat shit for ages. Yeah, I can eat shit for ages. Oh. And then, so I'm just, yeah, and just indulge in melancholy and just have myself like hold up in a, in a hotel room and just stuff in my face. And, that, that, 
That's behind smart. the scenes of that film. You ever watched that? Yeah. What's it called? In Heart of Darkness. Heart of Darkness. Yeah. yeah. You ever seen that? Day? That is. No, that's, that's the novel and stuff. It's based on, isn't it? That there is a documentary. Yeah, it, oh, about making, making Apocalypse oh, okay, Now. Cool. That is just mind-blowingly painful yeah. to watch. Like it's so many disasters, right along yeah. the way. But I'd like, but then at the same time, like a lot of the kind of the Vietnam films, I'd like to be in one of those, like even Platoon and stuff. Because, yeah. but I'd like to think there was like I guess some camaraderie between the actors, and but then I'm not sure because mm. then I watched Ghetto Clown by John Leguizamo, and he gave the impression that. Uh, it wasn't always the best. Mm. But, um, but yeah, that would be a great role. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ace Rothstein, of course, from Casino. Oh, yeah, you like yeah, him, love, don't love you? That film. Yeah, love. Casino is the underrated film of that era. That, that, that kind of, you know, it doesn't get the love because Goodfellas gets so much This love. is it. This is it. And I, I do enjoy Goodfellas, but I think I find it a lot harder to enjoy because Henry Hill's a snitch. Well, and, and, and I think... <laughs> but I also, the guy's a fucking rat, Hal. Yeah, but, <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> but I also think people enjoy the first uh three quarters of goodfellas to such a high level mm. that once he descends into the helicopter yeah um cocaine section with the clock mm. i don't think everyone loves that bit as much right that is that a generalization no it's a generalization yeah, it's i don't think it's as popular as because because tommy dies yeah. and and that era of them running all those stuff ends and then it's just henry doing this thing so you lose pesci and de niro and yeah. Um, Ray Liotta as a trio, right? They they're gone from that for that point on in that film. Yeah, you know what the crazy thing is is that uh, for all of the excess and the uh, opulence they enjoy in the film, they're only working under a capo. Hmm. Like Paulie Vario, who is in that the, that crime hmm. family, he's only a, he's like a captain. Like, hmm. but you do, when you see it in the film, it's like he's a don, but he's like like he's like third tier. He's a middle manager. Yeah, he's a middle manager. <laughs> They're working for a middle manager because, you know, because obviously Henry was never made as mm. neither was Jimmy and Gent Conway because they obviously they weren't of yeah. Italian descent. So I think the thing yeah. that makes Casino potentially a greater film than Goodfellas is Sharon Stone. Yeah, I think I think having a, a lead, I know the lead in um, Goodfellas is, 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 is good. What's that? I can't remember. Lorraine Brecker. Yeah. But the, the, we went on to be Dr. Melfi in The Sopranos. Mm, Amazing you. legacy. But the, the idea. Yeah. What a CV. Yeah. yeah and, me- and Medicine Man oh. with Sean Connery. <laughs> That film was amazing. <laughs> yeah. I think I think the role that Sharon Stone plays in fucking everything up in that movie mm. is is so powerful, right? Like it's yeah. a totally different way to any other film yeah. in that grand gangster genre. I think. Oh, she was amazing in that film. But, um, but those are some yeah. good good choices. I also have to think about Tom Hanks in Big, obviously, because that would be a, a yeah. thing you would as a kid. When I was a kid, I wanted to. Yeah, well, Martin, Martin have... McFly in Back to the Future yeah. as well. Did... I have honourable mention. Yeah, yeah that'd be fine. Yeah. Well, hopefully someone will turn all of these ideas of us being these roles into some kind of gift <laughs> where Brett's face is on Jesus Christ Superstar, I'm Samuel Jackson and you're, yeah, yeah. And you're I feel, I feel like at a stretch the best we'll get will be an app of some kind. Yeah. yeah or, in like that, or in Minority Report when they uh, mm. go to the virtual, the VR uh, kind of dome. Mm-hmm. And you can, yeah, we're not too, I don't think we're too far off that and you can just relive your movie. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, that was my question. I mean, very good different to, to evil. No, but, good question. You know, I liked it. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Something completely different in the yeah. film world, but probably not sustainable for a whole podcast series, I imagine. But mm. I wouldn't change your one, mate. It's good. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. But this think. was an excellent uh, sub uh, spin off. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sub thread. Uh, over to Dane. Cool. Uh, I'll keep it succinct and then maybe have more time to riff on. Um, so we all know Brett Goldstein, all round lovely guy, polymath. Sure. And uh, film aficionado mm-hmm. and uh, screenwriter. Amazing, mm. amazing, amazing CV. Now, um, 
my most recent contact with Brett was on his amazing podcast, Films to Be Buried With. Again, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for Had being an amazing time. It was a great time. I loved um, it. Based on this, obviously the great concept is uh, Films to Be Buried With. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you uh, were to have to educate either an unborn child of your own mm-hmm. or to educate uh, the next generation on films to live by. Really? Mm. Uh, do you think oh, of, obviously you, you are very worse, very well versed in what people consider films to be buried with. Mm. What would you say films which would be people should live with or live by? And we're talking morality here, aren't are we? You talking uh, like, in general, any, anything. This is a good could, way to yeah, live your life. You yeah, should watch yeah, this. Yeah, or you could look at the themes within this, yeah, this, this film and how to live your life. Um, wow. Great question. That is a film. That's to a live. That's a that's quite a tough question actually because mm, yeah. what 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 I think instantly throws up is that so many of the films that you love are not a good example to young people or or, mm. or inspiring in the, in a kind of like Tony Montana is an inspiring character in some ways but you probably wouldn't say I wouldn't say to my fifteen year old nephew here's how yeah, yeah. to live your life but then again live by the gun die by the gun and so he kind of captures that idea. yeah but he lives in crouch end so you know it's, <laughs> not, oh, yeah. it's not quite the same hey probably a lot of tony montana's product in crouch end on the, on the end, end of the month mate <laughs> people do very well that's out there. true so, that's yeah. true but you know um, maybe i have uh one answer mm-hmm. uh which is i've already mentioned it once which is the muppet christmas carol nice because, nice because it does two things one is i think that a christmas carol is the i think probably the greatest story ever written it's one of the greatest stories yeah, in terms right. of humanity and what is sort of and also about um psychology and therapy like the yeah. the concept of seeing your past and seeing your present seeing your future and making peace with these things to be a to let go of the things that have made you your repeating patterns. It's all sort of therapy stuff. It's all yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, a Christmas carol is like one night in one night. He has 10 years of therapy you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? <laughs> and, uh, and what he learns is empathy and love and kindness and sharing. And we're all part of this thing. So there's that, which is something good to learn from. And also it's got Muppets in it. Yeah. And I believe very strongly that the Muppets are sort of the other greatest thing that humanity did was make the Muppets because we are the Muppets because the Muppets are not very good at their, none of the, the thing about the Muppets is they're, a, they're like a makeshift family. They're not related, but they're a family. They yeah. stick together and they're always trying to, and they're always positive and they're always trying to put on a show and stuff and make the most of things and make everything fun. But they're not good at their jobs. Like, <laughs> Miss Piggy's not a good singer. No. Gonzo's not a good stuntman. <laughs> Fuzzy's not a good, good comedian. comedian. Yeah, yeah, no. They're not. Piggy's not a good drummer. Good, yeah, none of them are actually good at their jobs, but they have passion and joy, and it just, so it doesn't matter. And yeah. it's just lovely to be with them and watch their show. So it's not about sort of skill. It's about love and joy and passion. I like that. I used to fucking love Sesame Street when I think about it. Mm. That was the best. Yeah. Show. The I mean, best show. The Christmas Carol, the Muppets Christmas Carol is an amazing mm, stand, yeah. you know, when things stand up so clearly uh, over time, you know, they'll be watching that in 100 years. Oh, it's a I mean, perfect film. Everything. Well, the whole, the, the whole, that whole Dickensian thing has been able to be replicated for years, which obviously mm. testament to how yeah. relevant those themes are. So it's a really, that's a really good choice. But Thank the, you. Um, but the morality in that, it, it, and it's interesting in some ways that's in a kid's film. Mm. Like that, that, because you, you kind of think, in, trying to think of adult films with those kind of, oh, and I learned a little lesson from that. 
It's mm. like, no, I mm. can't really tell you many. Like I was thinking about signs. I don't know if you saw signs. Yeah, of course. Yeah, which, uh, not signs, sorry. Um, I've said the wrong film. I'm thinking about the film with Amy Adams. Uh, Arrival. Arrival. Yeah, excellent. I haven't seen all of that yet. Okay. Is so, it good? Yeah. I, no, I, I it's really that, excellent. That, yeah. that, it's, and it's probably got the greatest sound design in any yes, <laughs> film that, yeah. ever. Like if you watch in the cinema, yeah. it's, it's like taking something. It's crazy. But that had a real interesting, I suppose, Alien, mm-hmm. in terms of sci-fi and, and, and an approach to kind of otherworldliness. Arrival is a good answer because yeah. that is about uh, communicating and uh, dealing with alien, dealing with the unknown mm. and and a form, whether it's humanity or anything that you don't yet understand and how to... Yeah, and, and she brings it science, whereas yeah. they try and bring, you know, war, basically. Mm-hmm. And it is quite yeah, there's one. a great moment in it where they've... This is sort of a... Spo- I don't know. No, but no, no I'm, where, I'm kind of aware of how they do Where it. they uh, sort of translate something the alien said in the word, but they can't quite get the word. The word is either tool or weapon. Mm-hmm. And so they're all going, we have to attack. They've said weapon. And she's going, but it might not mean weapon yeah. to them because they have a different language. It's a, it's a, it's an implement. Yeah. yeah. And it might be to build. It might not be to yeah. destroy. And, you know, it's a fascinating film. That's really yeah. Good point, but you know what? Yeah. I, I, I was, like I say, there's not actually that many adult films that stand up like a, as, as a, well, as a because, moral. well, the problem is you're thinking there's films like Pay It Forward, mm. which obviously the message of that is do nice things for strangers, which is a good message, but it's a shit film. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't want to. If I was 21 or, 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 or 18 or whatever, or, or, or the kid was older, I might, I might say something like Fight Club. Because Fight Club has a really fucking nihilistic. Mm. view about the world and, and 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 in terms of the way we're at in civilization's history the way that film kind of ends not that i that's if you want to raise an incel yeah that's what i mean <laughs> 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 yeah. but you know what i mean at that point in your life i yeah. think there's a bit of a fuck you about the world that a fight club has i know i know some of the yeah. deeper nuances of, of it will potentially not be suitable to inspire people <laughs> yeah. but there's there's elements of it that just says just says kind of fuck you about life mm. and i and so that but like I said, that wouldn't be for a young, like a proper young person. Yeah. Anything I can really think of is, and it's obvious when you think about it, Go on. is is Wonka. Lovely. Gene Wilder teaches so many, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's quite twisted actually. When you, you know, in it's a slasher of- film, Willy Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's five kids get bumped off one at a time until there's a winner. Yeah, <laughs> but the, the it's like battle royale, basically with yeah, chocolate. With chocolate. Yeah, 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 yeah. battle royale with chocolate. Like, but the, but it, it does it does when you think about when it gets gets to the end and and and, and you know I, I genuinely feel like getting emotional just thinking about yeah. Gene Wilder saying you know to Charlie you know. Yeah. The, the, you know, the, just talking to him that way, but it's so passionate about what's right in the world and how to, you know, because he's behaved himself, mm. you know, because he's, he's, you know, his kind of virtue is pretty pure, I guess. Apart that, from, well, apart from Grandad, who, yeah, he does do a naughty thing, walk, who can very clearly walk mm. sitting in the bed all day doing nothing yeah <laughs> it's true he's like gets a fucking golden ticket he's up out of bed isn't he? yeah, everyone's yeah. infirmed and he's like oh i'm okay yeah. <laughs> all right <laughs> i'm having that fucking ticket guy you know what i mean yeah go on uh, fuck would, you the bed warm will you be a grandpa joe yeah. piece of shit yeah what a fucking piece of arsehole. <laughs> but other than that he's not he's not the guy that wins the prize it's charlie and obviously they, they do drink fizzy lifting drinks which is you know that Forbidden, whole place had yeah. to be cleaned and sterilized and all that but they you know what i mean like they they he charlie is it is a moral you know you do yeah. get a sense of morality in it that i think probably will sustain 
any any child at any point like you know don't be a cunt basically is what because mm. that's what all those other kids are right they're William horrible Co- William Co- also has a kind of very sizable uh, quasi-slave labour force in the form of Oompa Loompas mm. who we have, know how much autonomy they have in order to pursue their own relationships and religion yeah this so is a good was, point that was the only point I was mm. concerned with but I, I, yeah I, I've never really heard their side of the story well, exactly I don't even know if they write their own music <laughs> or if they do write their own music <laughs> Are they able to realise mm. the uh, monetary uh, kind of reward that comes with writing all this original yeah. content? Who's getting the royalties? Yeah, yeah exactly. Big question. Where do they sleep? Yeah, I think they slept in the factory. Mm. Where do they mate? Thank you. When do what, What's the retirement age for Oompa Loompa? Mm. Are there benefits? Do they get chocolate? I think they all get chocolate. Well, there's a fucking river. You can just, they, they bathe yeah. in chocolate. That's a pretty sweet deal. It's not that healthy or hygienic, though. Yeah. <laughs> but that's why as their skin... Got, as Augustus Gloop proved. Yeah, but mm. I mean, I, I think, you know, because I think if you read the books about the Oompa Loompas were, were having terrible time. They were being mm. uh, abused in their own country. And so he basically took them in as refugees. And you put know, them to work. And well, gave them a job. Yeah. Gave them a job. And you don't know about their housing situation, Brett. They might... <laughs> they might <laughs> it's true, mate. They might be getting... They might be plush Oompa Loompa villages... That Wonka built under the factory. No, I don't know why you why just put them under because I feel like they pop out of things, don't they? They pop out of like holes. Sure, but that's, in the just where that's just when they're at work, mate. They might have a lovely little, you know, Mister. Mm. You know, I don't know what their first, their first names and their surnames. This what? is the issue. Well, they, this is the issue. Yeah, but they didn't have time to go into it, Dane. It's only a kids' film, mate. They don't have I time know, to go into the. Tolkien did it with the Hobbits. They're over the same size. Like the state of those films. You know what I mean? Like in one film. They gave you, you know, this is how you should be as a kid. And, you know, the Oompa Loompas, I I like to think, had really nice lives with... What is the justification for when... um, Because I've always been slightly confused by the film. You say it teaches you morality, but Mm. I don't get... How come when Charlie and Grandpa Cho were naughty, just like all the other folk, how come they get to... Because he gave him the everlasting gobstopper back. Right, okay. He he didn't want to screw over Wonka. It's a beautiful moment. Even though Wonka's mad as fuck but mm. the, the, you know he really okay. had a lot of social, a lot of problems Bonker, I think so he did bad. bad but then he did good which makes him one better than all the other kids yeah. that were murdered yeah they weren't murdered Brad. I know they, Mike TV is not going to be able to have a normal life yeah, but, what about the purple one that's exploded she's not they, well. Yeah, she, she, they, she, they squeezed her they squeezed oh, okay. her and then and Mike TV I think they stretched him I mean, it's all, I mean, to presume that these people did not go on to commit suicide mm. after the... Uh, to at least suffer from serious trauma. You know yeah. what, this reminds me of the fact that, and it, you know, I'm sure, well, all three of us... Violet Beauregard, sorry. Was yeah, the, that's true. Baruch Assault was kidnapped by squirrels. Yeah. This all, I imagine all three of us have written things that we haven't ever always made. I once wrote a sketch with some guys about the trial of Willy Wonka, where those kids <laughs> put, put a court cool case together, which would have been quite watchable. Yeah. Uh, but it never happened. Huh. Uh, but maybe we can... There's still time. We can do that. There's still time. We can do that. I mean, to be fair, the biggest, uh, I guess, class action would involve uh, the obesity and di- diabetes that mm-hmm. they'd be struggling with. So it would be like Violet Beauregard would have an amputated foot and then be like, yeah, you yeah. did this to me, Wonka. Yeah, she's probably got gout now. Yeah. I sometimes still sing those songs to my wife. When you're hugging her? No. Or le- just, lecturing her. No, just, just I just, the, particularly, the, what's the one with the, um, is it Veruca Salt song? I mean, they all start with Oompa Loompa. Let's hear it. No, I don't know if I really want to sing it. Just let us feel like your wife for a second. Yeah. What's it like? Who, you telling me you can't remember the Veruca Salt song? No, I don't remember the Veruca Salt song. About being a spoiled kid? Yeah. No. It starts with her saying, gooses, geeses, 
I want to. <laughs> I'm not going to sing this Come song, on. clearly. Please. No, but no, because it'll well, be horrible. You've built it up so we, we, well, we're gonna Please, ruin, honestly, No not... listeners are going to want to hear me sing this. This is going to be horrible. Big Mike today. needs to see you vulnerable. <laughs> but Mike, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not Mike. singing it. It's the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the I don't care now, I don't care how I want it now song. Do you remember that song? Uh, that's, a good, yeah. you know, that one? Yeah. that's a good one. Anyway, we spent quite a lot of time on Wonka. Good, yeah. been, what's yeah. your answer, Dane? Yeah, what's your answer, um, Dane? Your know, own question. I was thinking about it, but I think maybe this is just way too morbid. Okay, but I, I don't think it's for kids. Uh, right. <laughs> Go on. It's not for kids. This is for, I, I think anyone that's dealing with, uh, anyone that, I guess, struggles with the current social climate today, mm-hmm. I think they should read 1984. Ooh. And especially, and I tell people this and they always ignore me, especially the uh, book, the little book with, or the... Uh, uh, manifesto within the book, which is uh, the theory on oligarchical collectivism, mm. which uh, the dude's name is Goldstein, right? This is why I come to you yeah. for words like so oligarchical. Like gives, he gives the something. book to uh, Winston. <laughs> collectivism, yeah. So right. writing that down. And the yeah. idea is that it basically says that uh, the way our society is structured is that you have a ruling class, mm. a middle class, and a proletariat. And people in the proletariat are motivated by most of the most basic needs for food, water, shelter sex association same with like then the next level you have the bourgeoisie who will again kind of be making their way through life but also through uh, privilege and certain a level of having a certain level of wealth have access to um uh being aware of politics and maybe even religion to an extent and just having uh man-made structures of association and also awareness of power and then you have the ruling class who are supposed to control and control the what the bourgeoisie or the middle class as well as like kind of pacify the uh, working class with the access to their vices and or repressing mm. them or suggesting religion to them. And what happens every time in a cycle is that you have the middle classes will try and mobilize the working class to help them overthrow the ruling class. And then the middle class in turn becomes the ruling class, mm. ruling class relegated to the bourgeoisie or the middle class and the proletariat to the proletariat. And then it continues. Mm. And so, you think that's what's, uh, well, I mean, if you look at like America was started by a group of people that didn't want to just kick up their money to uh, the monarchy and to the royalist mm-hmm. institution, so began their own secular uh, nation where they didn't have to just spend money kicking up to uh, Edward and um, then created a proletariat by uh, creating their slave trade and, uh, and then having a working class that worked for them. And then as a result of their newfound capital, then you saw a mass influx of immigrants into America. Mm. all seeking the American dream. Then at a point when that class became a lot more politically aware and unhappy with that certain aspects of the country was run, then you found those them, these people being galvanized in order to, uh, you know, try and get power from the ruling class. Mm. But what you normally find you happen now is that you have two groups of uh, the bourgeoisie, which would be, you know, your political class, who try and uh, galvanize and... Uh, Get the working class to help them over the, to help them overthrow. I guess well now it's the bourgeoisie and uh, and for them to become the ruling class. But now I guess the ruling class are now so separate from mm. the middle and working classes that it's pretty much just now a fight between various factions of the middle class trying to mobilize the proletariat in order for them to gain more power. Mm. And I think if people uh, read that and how things function in terms of the way they say it is done in uh, 1984 is that it's done via perpetual war and uh, and just distraction and uh, and division. Hmm. Um, is that a film? It's a film now, yeah. It's yeah. three years ago as a film. 
Yeah, no, they, they, they made it. Are they making it again? I'm sure I was reading something about I mean, they're making it again. Do they need to. <laughs> mm. But I mean, news. which is again, yeah. So it's very much. But I, I would encourage people to read that because then you'll you just see the matrix for what it is. Yeah. And uh, I guess people would find some of the issues that we're dealing with today so daunting because I guess it's you know the play is the same. The players have changed, mm-hmm. but the play mm-hmm. remains the same. And I think. Uh, we are a time. I think we spend a lot of time more now in terms of like this time of identity politics and stuff, and we're trying to uh, classify ourselves in terms of what, what makes us distinct from other human beings. When really the issue should be empathy and everything that we have in common. Yeah. And uh, you know, at a time where you know we are spoilt for our access to uh, information, you'd think we'd be more close. We'd be closer now. Mm-hmm. So I think if people can see the, uh, I guess the, the fast for what it is, I think we'd be more inclined to like. Mm. Yeah, because because even some discussing some of the issues we're dealing with today, some people find it very daunting, and you know, people are very scared about the times we're living in now. And I think if we are able to reflect on the fact that this happens cyclically and it leads mm-hmm. to kind of this is kind of what prefaces like social revolution and change, then uh, people can approach it with a lot more optimism. Right. So what I'm trying to say is that like you know, things seem fucked up now, but we've been here before, and you know, it's with. I mean, if you are spiritually minded, the soul is forged in suffering, whereas scientifically, like we are getting to a point where we have to evolve or become extinct because a lot of our practices are becoming destructive or archaic. So, yeah, I think that's what I would say people should look at that and then realise what people's motivations are to manipulate you and stuff and what of your own what of your own personal power that you might have. And I think once we're all able to take responsibility for ourselves and focus on ourselves, then it would lead to a uh, Pax Humana. So that's why people should, like, you know, Read more books, man. What's and, uh, Pax Humana means? Uh, peace yeah. amongst humans. Yeah. Love it. God, I love you, Jane. That's a beautiful I, moment. I, too, I love yeah. you too, but yeah, so, so that's why I like people to, I, I think, uh, yeah. And, you know, sometimes it's good to reflect on our past because then we can know where we're going and get a right. plan. So if I was to recommend a film, then it would be 1984. Mm. It's a good one. Wow. Great that's just leveled me and Brett compared to like where we you guys, you guys had the good ones already. I, I no, no, but like ours was like frivolous. Muppets. Nothing frivolous about Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it's the Ken, it's the Kenzian, and, yeah, and again, that's that, yeah. the times austerity yeah. times. There's a lot in common, man. So yeah, yeah. Well, I, um, some good questions today. That was some great evil questions. Evil movie. What movie role would you like to play? And then what movie would you represent? Your, you know, it's no, it's wow. no, it's, there's no secret as to why Brett is able to, able to create this these amazing stories because mm. you know the themes he deals with. Um, can we get on a very very quick question, Brett? Uh, yeah. We want to know when Super Bob 2, has the script begun, uh, the draft begun? Well, uh, Dane and I talked the other day about... Um, it's the sequel. The sequel, mm. that you're, you're to play Meteor Man. Yeah. Right. Uh, the remake of Robert Townsend. It's and, an amazing film. Nice. And yeah. then we have a Super Bob versus Meteor Man where we yeah, fight Superman, and then Superman the next style. next yeah. film we're, we're friends and we form a league. Yeah. Nice. Called the Premier League. <laughs> Such a good name. Such a good name. That is the best name. Uh, that is good. That is the best that name. Is good. Yeah. I, can't, I can't imagine that's taken. Yeah, um, it's just yeah. it's just me around the team. Taking just, it in terms of the jobs. Just exactly the job and just the litigation involved in being mm, called yeah. Premier League. Yeah. yeah, back and forth that would involve. Can I be there when you guys pitch that to your agents? <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah. it'd be worth watching. And every time they they leave the house to like save someone, <laughs> there's a lawyer at the door going, "You really got to change the name." Like, oh God, I've got to go. Yeah. Someone's and then Rupert Murdoch's like, "There is purple." I'll trivialise him. It'd be great. Mm. But, uh, but just, uh, Brett, you're gonna yeah. you should 
tell us about things that you're doing please do plug keep plugging and, and if you've not listened to film to be buried with uh please give that a listen uh audience i'm speaking to you right now it's great you'll enjoy it i am also on there as well it yeah. was a very fun episode to do um you know what you get with me um but please brett tell us what you're doing where people can find you check out films to be buried with i'm on uh twitter at brett goldstein i'm on instagram at mr brett goldstein uh I'm in Doctor Who next week. I don't know when this is coming out. At some point, I'm doing a Doctor Who. Nice. Are you, are you taking your, your much-heralded Edinburgh show uh, doing anything more? I just did it in Chester. Lovely, really? And a lovely time it was, too. Nice. Uh, so which venue did you do? The Story House. Oh, no, I did live rooms in Chester. That was cool. Yeah. They, I wasn't, they have a Scouse, kind of Scouse accent in Chester. Chester is, that. like, fit. No one yeah. told me Chester was so nice. I was yeah, like, what the nice. fuck is Chester's this place? very nice, picturesque. <laughs> You know what else is nice? What? Cheltenham. I didn't know that was oh, nice. Oh, Cheltenham. Yeah. Oh. Well. Gloucestershire. Well done. Really? Mm. Yeah. Keeping that secret, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, well, if you get a chance to watch Brett live as well, which... You know, oh, yeah, so stand up. Come and see stand up. I mean, you laugh that. if you see him. That would be... Yeah, yeah that'd be great. Otherwise, well, <laughs> At what, the what appropriate... Uh, yeah, when's this going to come out? I don't know. Oh, in the right, next okay. month? In the next month or so. So sometime in late 2018. Okay. So uh, oh, and I'll tell you what else. If you like that sort of thing, I co-wrote Catherine Tate show live, which will be doing a West End run Ooh. beginning of January. Uh, and it's a really funny show. How's Catherine? A great, great night out. How's she? Catherine, she's brilliant. Good. Yeah. Tell her I said hi. That may not mean anything, but I still I will. Hi. I will. She's great. We're a big, big fan. Very fun to work. Very inspirational. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. And if she, wants do, if she wants to do the podcast. Yeah, then, just tell uh, her. Well, I'll ask her. Yeah. Yeah. She's got some fucking questions for you. Oh, great. <laughs> I look forward to it. Yeah. I have some questions too. <laughs> thanks for coming on the show thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for having me it's been an absolute delight thank you as always thank you so Take much bye bye you've been listening to Dane Baptiste questions everything hosted by Dane Baptiste for more from Dane go to danebaptiste.co.uk or follow him at danebaptweets our special guest was Brett Goldstein you can follow Brett at Brett Goldstein the show was produced by me Howard Cohen you can follow me at the Howard Cohen. The show was mixed. The music was by a face Saki. Thanks to Polly and Gelly. Thanks for listening. And remember, question everything. <laughs>